All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to... Um, I haven't decided what this is because I'm pretty sure I'm going to send this to like my friends mainly. But if you somehow found this and you're not, you don't like know who I am. Hi, um, I am an ENFP and um, I think I'll probably be basing a lot of my content analysis and content in general on um, MBTI. So for this first episode, I had something else in mind, but now that I think about it, I just have like a like off the cuff, you know, spontaneous idea. Um, so I'm going to roll with it, um, which is MBTI in fiction. So one of the things that everyone who knows me knows about me is... Uh, as soon as you, like, dare listen to me talk about MBTI, you will event inevitably end up, like, exposed to my extensive obsession with the types of fictional characters. And uh, I also have a writing background, um, mainly short story and playwriting. Um, and so for me, one big thing that's super interesting with characters in fiction is not just, oh, like, what type is Aang from Avatar The Last Airbender? It's just, he's an ENFP, by the way. <laughs> Wink. But, like, um, the, the purpose of me looking at it is also because I am, in general, interested in the human condition. So for me, like what the characters represent is not only like, hey, is this another way to look at the personality of the character? And if you really like a franchise, a series, a movie, like people really do like psychoanalyzing the characters for their MBTIs. It's like a like there's if you look everywhere, everyone's like, what MBTI type is like Harry Potter? Um, you know, that sort of thing, because it adds depth and dimension to how you um, see like like basically personalities in fiction are obviously reflective of like you know the um messages about the human condition that are present in the story and um i'm a hoe for that to be blunt so um we can start with um how does one determine the type of a fictional character um i think there's let me double check if what they're called uh it's a tumblr yes uh funky mbti fiction.tumblr.com um i have been following them for a very long time um they do character like specifically fictional character breakdowns and then they not only do that they explain like the function stack breakdown and um if you are not familiar with the function stack of the character um, I highly recommend um, Type in Mind for um, actual function stack breakdown. Um, their explanations are a little confusing, but it's the only website that I thought was like more comprehensive and not just, you're an ENFP, so you know, you're sunshine. Like, that sort of thing. Like, it actually like goes into um, the, the cognitive process analysis. And that is where we will begin there. Because... The debate partially rests on when you're typing a character on, you know, are they an introvert or an extrovert? That's a really big...
big. I don't know why I had a ear plug in, but now I'm used to it, so I have to put it back in. All right. <laughs> Sorry, my I'm my hearing is weird right now. Um the where was I? My goodness, this is not rehearsed clearly, just so you know. Um, but um introversion versus extroversion, right? So one thing to clear up is I when at least when I have typed characters or confirmed to the type of a character if I like saw that people said they were that type and I like cross-checked it just to see if you know I agreed with it or like as a personal opinion um and oftentimes what confuses people is that dichotomy so for m this is just me this is how I've like looked at it is um MBTI's intro extroversion is based on that first function in your stack basically the first thing you go to in your cognitive and value development process um, and whether that is internal or external and not whether or not you like hanging out with people as a recharge if that makes sense social intro and extroversion is a thing but i don't think they're quite the same and also as you know from 16 personalities and other similar tests you can most things are a spectrum you are often both and have like you know a dominant lean so um like for me as a personal example i am only like i average about like three or four percent into the extroversion side so i'm not actually that extroverted relatively speaking and um that shows in a lot of my behavior i'm very much a homebody and i like it that way but if someone was like i uh, galliston beach tomorrow um like be ready with a towel i would say hell yeah, I'm coming. You know what I mean? Like, even though I had no plan whatsoever to go to the beach, like, until just now. Like, I would love to come and spend time with you. Like, or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and I get a kick out of socializing. But I, I don't think that, um, like, it's just a coincidence that I happen to be a social extrovert, in my opinion. Like, um, I think because of the way that the ENFP thinks, there's probably a tendency for us to be more extroverted, um, if anything, but like people who are more well-versed in MBTI can correct me on that. But as far as I'm like, as far as I know right now in this moment, um, they can actually be separate classifications, uh, though obviously you will have a tendency in one direction or another just because, you know, like... You have, if you have a certain way of thinking, you're probably more predisposed to act, like, to prefer socializing more or not, um, because it, like, fuels your thought process. Um, but, um, so, a great example of this is, um, and you guys know I talk about this series all the time, but Miyuki Kazuya from Diamond No Ace, which is the baseball anime I'm obsessed with, is an excellent example, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, of that dichotomy and when it's not the same. Because um, for most characters I can think of, you if they are an E or an I, it often correlates, but he's one of the people where I don't actually think it does. Because in my opinion, he's a social introvert, but he is a cognitive extrovert. And what do I mean by that? So if I typed him as an ENTJ because of how he acts when he plays baseball. So he's very, like his first, the first function of an ENTJ is TE, which is also, that's the like abbreviation, but that means extroverted thinking 
E, the E in it is the extroverted, and then the T is the thinking, and the letter order is just reversed. But because extroverted thinking is his dominant choice for like cognitive processing and um, engaging with the world, um, his preference for um, like engagement is to act and then figure it out, like logic out what to do next, like in the moment. He's very like, you know, tactile with his experiences. Um, and he has confidence enough in his abilities to be very efficient and executive, um, even though he doesn't quite, you know, have like all of this like backlog of information to go off of. Or rather, he trusts his backlog to be reliable, and he trusts himself to be flexible and effective in the moment. And that defines his actions. Um, and that's very clear in the way he lives his life. He's very, like, um, to the point, very focused, very, like, um, just, like, he's damn good at what he does, and he cares a lot about it, and you can tell because he's very executive is a really important word for that function. Um and because of that, his focus is external, as in the extroverted, because he focuses on agency in the outside world as his dominant way of going about things. Um, now, that doesn't mean that he's a social extrovert, because um, while he, in my opinion, doesn't mind extroverting, like he doesn't mind people being in his space and socializing, he doesn't really show any visible discomfort, uh, like maybe confusion sometimes, but not like aggravation with it. Um, but he is pretty reserved. Um, in and it does seem like being by himself is when he like, you know, gets um, a lot of like, like, as far as socializing, it, I feel like he does seem to, like, lean towards, like, truly, like, not minding being alone, like, at all, whatsoever. Um, in fact, probably preferring it half the time. Um, but I, like, and so that's what I mean by, like, the typing gets complicated, because that is probably one of the dichotomies that makes it the hardest for people to type, is when they are, like, focusing on whether the their um, character of choice is introverted or extroverted. Um, and I hope that was helpful in, like, clarifying, like, the difficulties in that, um, in that sort of dichotomy. Obviously, I am not an expert whatsoever. This is through, like, casual obsessive research. So, like, if any of that information is wrong, I will take polite corrections. Um, let me know, I guess. Yeah, anyway, so, um, the other thing is because they're not real people. We do have to be upfront about that. So, like, they're not real. Um, and also, because they're not real, though, you have an advantage when thinking, when applying this psychology in the sense that while it's not real, because they're, you know, caricatures of, like, real traits that people have, what you can do with that is psychoanalyze the fact like all because you're you're omniscient when you're a reader or like a consumer of a piece of media so what you can do is like psychoanalyze like all of their thoughts which you would not have access to if you were typing a real person that you would have to rely on their own ability to con communicate with you about their preferences and their like behaviors um and like you would have to rely on them being able to accurately measure that 
And then you also would have to accurately measure that. So I think the interesting thing with characters is you remove that kind of like, like um, difficulty, if you will, and um, you can just go crazy with like saying, oh, they thought this at this moment, and so this is why this is a thing, and this is why they are this type. You know what I mean? And so, um, all right, so I guess we'll finish um, with, because this is not that long of a topic for me, unless I start breaking down specific characters. Um, but um, what we can talk about is break down one, like, character that is, un like, an ENFP, since that's my type, uh, uh, we'll, and the one I'm most familiar with as far as uh, our function stack. Um, there's, like, concepts like shadow functions and so forth, but I will be only going over the primary four that are used for classifying your type. Um, like, so... Um, let's think, who is a good example of, I am really obsessed with the baseball anime, so, like, the only one I can confidently talk about is that one, but, um, like, perhaps rather than going through, like, one character's breakdown, I will give you little tidbits then, uh, because, again, this isn't planned, sorry. Um, so... One thing I saw that I thought was really interesting was for Harry Potter, uh, a lot of people have him typed as an ISFP. So far, I don't disagree with that. Um, and one of the reasons they said that is because there's different, we, they were, the discussion was actually about different types of protagonists. Um, for example, there's the very, uh, you know, go-getter, energetic, like emotional, like, this is the right thing to do, and I'm gonna do it, characters. Therefore, the ENFP protagonist, which is like Aang from Avatar The Last Airbender, Naruto from Naruto, um, Gon from uh, Hunter x Hunter, right? Like, um, like, who else is a f ENFP for sure? Um, those are three of the really famous ones I can think of. Um, apparently Ron Weasley is one. I haven't actually fact-checked that, but, like, um, supposedly. Um, like, and so there's that type of protagonist, which I'm sure all of us are pretty familiar with that one. That's familiar. They're very, like, for example, my number one skill on Strengths Finder was Activator, and, um, I think that is actually pretty reflective of the ENFP type, because, as you, if you're familiar with any of those characters, you know that they go forth, they, like, get what they want, they have really strong personal value systems, and then that's what drives their growth and also the story. Whereas someone pointed out that in Harry Potter, it often seems like things are happening to Harry instead of, you know, like, him going out there and being like, I'm gonna defeat Voldemort, you know what I mean? Like... Um, I don't remember him, like, saying anything with that much gusto, or, like, be, like, he, 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 like, to be colloquial, I got the sense that he was vibing, and things were happening to him that were terrible, and he was like, alright, I'm rolling with it, I guess, and I feel like that's more, like, that does seem like what all the ISFPs I've known have been like, is there a lot more, like, go-with-the-flow people, 
um, like in the moment, like one advantage to the type that I've noticed is the, like overall, it seems like the ISFPs I know have been fairly flexible and level-headed. Um, and I think you can see that in Harry. Um, they're not, um, like, it's not that they don't get, go after what they want in life. I feel like I don't want anyone to misunderstand. It's just like, um, I guess it's the difference in the gusto, you know, the energy of it. Like, um, like a lot of the things that happen, like, and we're also talking about this not as a, oh, all ISFPs are not like, you know, activators. It's more like Harry as a character, as a protagonist, right? We're talking about like, the role of the type in storytelling people were this is like what other people were saying that i thought was interesting mainly um is they were saying that um if that you have an introverted protagonist um oftentimes like the story is like occurring and they are adapters whereas the oftentimes the extroverted types particularly e the enfp protagonists the esfps you know like the eps the e's in general are very like, I'm gonna save the world, you know, like that sort of thing. Like, and so like, um, whereas the I-types um, protagonists are often, this is obviously a generalization because I feel like someone could probably prove me wrong, but like, this was like just what the discussion they were having was about, was a lot of them were saying like, oh, like Harry isn't necessarily going after the things he is doing um, in the store, like, like, the battles he is fighting, but he is ready and willing to adapt to his situation, and that off, like, because I, if you remember, Hagrid, like, knocks on the door and is like, what's up, you're a wizard, you know what I mean? Like, it's, he, Harry wasn't like, I wonder who I am, I have to find out, you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like that energy kind of carries, he's really good, in my opinion, he's a lot calmer than I would have been, for one thing, like, that, I would have had a freaking panic attack about, like, all of this, and also the fact that his parents are loaded, like, if you remember the Gringotts back, bank scene i think it was in the first movie wow anyway i'm getting really off topic so um but he rolls with that too actually so i think that might actually be proving my point so like i think this is just an example is like of like characters just like um playing different roles in the story based on their types and often there's a stereotype or a general role that they fall into but obviously um there are like like there are types that are traditionally assigned to certain character roles in storytelling but that obviously is not an end-all be-all percy jackson is a great example of having a lot of different types serve as protagonists and deuteragonists um and also anti-heroes which uh luke castellan anyone i don't actually know his type but he is totally an anti-hero an anti-hero by definition is someone who has what they feel are right values correct values and does things like criminal things for example in order to and like up attempt to uphold those values whereas um and so like as like anti-hero protagonist deuteragonist there's all different types of and i'm sure you've come across this in your literature courses um like a different role like the point is that mbti types tend to fall in traditionally into certain roles but they can like cross over or serve different purposes and also none is better than the other frankly 
Um, a lot of people have been asking if there were ENFP supervillains, because that's... I'm intrigued. I think I could turn evil, probably, into the wrong conditions, you know what I mean? Like, someone who is so set in their, like, personal value system, if those values actually end up being harmful, um, that person could, like, be, like, an actual evil, evil version of Dr. Doofenshmirtz or something, you know what I mean? Like, you can do crazy things with storytelling if you, like, kind of flip the like rolls around um like may like where's the intj protagonist you know what i mean i'm sure there is one um and a good example i think of actually you know what let's let's look that up intj protagonists um all right let's see reddit okay this discussion's really long one second Hmm. They said Walter White in Breaking Bad. Oh, this person has something really interesting to say. Their account is deleted, but they said protagonists don't have to be good. They have to be the character the audience is on the side of in the context of the story. So that's why, actually, perhaps the protagonist and the anti-hero can be the same thing. A great example of this is the movie Suicide Squad 2. And also probably Suicide Squad 1, but I didn't watch that. Um, because Harley Quinn, I definitely was on her side for the whole movie, even though I was, like, her logic I would have never agreed with in real life. Um, as far as the story went, I was like, yeah, kick his ass, Harley Quinn, you know what I mean? So, like, um, in conclusion... I hope this gave you at least a little bit more of a like comprehensive overview of a fictional character typing in with in, in all its intents and purposes. And um, I will be back with more episodes soon. Thank you for listening.